Dear friends, how do you feel about wearing a face mask? It has been more than two years since we started wearing them. What goes on in your mind when you wear a face mask? What goes on in your mind when you don't wear a face mask? With the face masks, what has your emotional and spiritual journey been like? Some say, "I feel fine wearing one, no problem." Others say, "I'm done with the face masks." They are uncomfortable, make it hard to breathe, and disconnect me from others. Some say I feel uneasy joining indoor gatherings when people are not wearing masks. Others say people who insist on wearing masks are overreacting. Still, others say I don't have strong feelings either way. In the early days of the pandemic, face masks were not readily available in the U.S. I tried to buy some from Korea for our community, but due to limited supply, the Korean government would not allow any to be shipped outside the country. I called a temple friend, Sandy, who has great sewing skills, to make us some cloth masks. I still remember the. Hence, energy from that time. I'm grateful that masks are now so easily available, although no longer mandatory in many places. Since vaccines became available, many of us have felt more relaxed. Yet, my own use of face masks has increased since our temple reopened with the in-person gatherings this past year. Sometimes I feel very comfortable wearing the mask, and sometimes I feel extremely uncomfortable, especially when I'm having a hot flash. As much as I hope the day. Will soon come when face masks are no longer recommended. I find myself feeling stressed whenever people ask me, "When will you stop requiring them indoors at the temple?" Sometimes I feel torn between two different needs. We honor the comfort of friends who prefer. Not to mask, as well as those who feel safer practicing with the face masks. This journey with masking has made me contemplate our choices. Kyomunims retreat. Last month, over fifty Kyomunims gathered at the One Dharma Center in Upstate New York. We traveled from across the states, and also from Canada, South America, and Korea. As soon as I arrived at the retreat center, I chose to wear a face mask and eat outside. But I was the only one doing this. 
Some Kyomunims asked if I was sick. I felt increasingly self-conscious, so after two days, I removed my mask. I noticed that my judgmental mind arose during this time. On the first day of the retreat, I wondered, "Do I look weird? And am I being judged because I am wearing a mask when no one else is?" Shouldn't we wear masks for at least the first few days? Later, whenever I heard someone cough, I instantly found myself wishing they had considered wearing a mask. As time went by, I wondered what gave rise to my judging mind. A conditioned mind. When a majority of people are conditioned to a certain behavior, it is perceived as natural and normal. When the pandemic began, we started to wear face masks. Although there was some initial discomfort and resistance, many people became used to wearing them. In Asia, even before the pandemic, it was not uncommon for people to wear face masks in public. However, in the United States, we have not been conditioned to wear face masks to prevent viral transmission. So, for many, this has been difficult. For some, almost impossible. Now, in the third year of COVID, a face mask has become more than simply a protective fabric that covers our face. It is an emotional reminder of a long and still ongoing pandemic, a symbol of a fatigue and perceived disconnection. This. It's just a face mask. It is a neutral object in the physical world. But in addition to these two little strings, there are invisible strings of hard feelings that are attached. Some of us feel that without masks, our health is threatened. Some of us feel that with them, our freedom is compromised. The whole journey with the face mask makes me contemplate the nature of a conditioning. I've been asking myself these questions: Is my conditioning based on observation and discernment? Is my conditioning based on reactivity and fear? Are my conditioned ideas and behaviors? Based on compassion and care, we sentient beings are conditioned beings. We are all conditioned by our social and cultural environments. Through social conditioning, we learn behaviors. Through repeated behaviors, 
we condition ourselves. For example, my hair is fairly thick and tends to be a little frizzy, but it becomes smoother when I use hair conditioner. In the store, I choose from many options. The brand I choose conditions not only my hair, but also my mental preference for the particular brand. Although I'm the one who chooses the conditioner, I become conditioned by the product I choose. And through this conditioning, I now have one more thing to pack whenever I travel. In daily life, we condition ourselves not only to make small decisions, but also to adapt, survive, and grow. When you hear this gong sound, how do your mind and body respond? Through practice, we are conditioned to calm our minds when we hear this sound. In a similar way, if we condition our bodies to wake up for early morning meditation, we develop a beneficial habit. As conditioned beings, everything we come in contact with becomes a condition of existence. In Pali, condition is called Pachaya. The underlying meaning of Pachaya is the active relationship between our six senses and the world. Perceiving subjects, our six sense organs, see, hear, smell, taste, touch, and think. Our responses inevitably arise as our organs make contact with each sensory object. In the Heart Sutra, we recite, no eyes, no ears, no nose, no tongue, no body, and no mind. It follows with no form, no sound, no smell, no taste, no touch, and no object of mind. I always think this is a great aspirational chant for us not to attach between the perceiving subject and the perceived object. So here we can see The interaction between sense and object is the catalyst of conditioning. Through conditioning, emotional attachment and judgment form. In this way, suffering often arises. The first of the Four Noble Truths is that suffering and uneasiness exist no matter what. At the beginning of the pandemic, when no masks were available, many suffered from anxiety and fear. When wearing masks was mandated, 
Some suffered from physical discomfort or from a sense of loss of personal freedom. As people now begin to stop wearing masks, some feel anxious and worried. Personally, I still feel uneasy and pressured when I'm the only one wearing a mask in a big gathering. Suffering and uneasiness seem to arise regardless of the circumstances. Some suffering comes from our desire to control others, or from our desire not to be controlled. We all look forward to the complete ending of this pandemic, but will our suffering end when the pandemic is over? As our fear of COVID subsides over time, our views about vaccination and wearing masks have also been changing. Are your own views changing? Are you aware of the changes? One of our temple practitioners, Daniel Matinney, recently said, "My relationship with the face masks is evolving. For the past two and a half years, I've viewed them as troublesome and inconvenient. I am becoming more at ease with them now." And have finally found a mask that fits and works well for me. I'm able to me- meditate with a mask on and have my breathing be relaxed and easy. Up until three years ago, we had all been conditioned to live and communicate without face masks. Because of this conditioning, putting on a face mask was initially hard for some of us. Now, with the recent conditioning, for some people like me, it is hard to take them off. I am conditioned to the belief that a face mask will help protect me and others. Do you think it is possible for us to liberate ourselves? From conditioning, so that we are not overly attached to certain views. Conditioning is powerful, and it can divide us. How can we resolve conflicts when some people are conditioned one way, and others are conditioned another way? Even kumunims who are on a dharma path are conditioned differently. As was evident at the retreat in New York, conditioning can polarize us and create conflict. This is apparent both in our personal relationships and on a national and global scale. As we deeply study the nature of conditioning, it becomes easier to understand and communicate with one another. When we realize we are all acting from layers and layers of conditioning in our minds, we become less judgmental, not only of others but also toward ourselves. 
In one Buddhism scripture, the founding master said that Buddhas and Bodhisattvas have a way that frees them from hindrances and enables them to remain autonomous regardless of what they are doing. Accordingly, Buddhas and Bodhisattvas readily know when to be at rest and when to be active, when to be bright and when to be dark. In this way, no matter what they do or where they are, they do not deviate even slightly from the Dharma. Dear friends, as we move forward together in these times of confusion and uncertainty, whether we choose to wear face masks or not, let us remember how our conditioning can lead us to judgments and distorted expectations. No matter what we choose to do, may we follow the way of Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. May we aspire to embrace our differences, understand one another, and act together to alleviate suffering. Thank you.